0: Good morning and welcome back to Aliyah Yomi. Today we're going to be learning Pekude Shani, the second Aliyah in Parashas Pekude. The topic of our Aliyah is making the Aphod and the Choshen. It is 20 Psukim long, running from Perak Lamites Pasuk Beis to Pasuk Chof Aleph. Um, we hear in this Aliyah again of very much the same details we heard in Parshas Titsava in the same order about the creation of the eifod. Just a quick reminder, we're not going to get into all the details right now, but the eifod is this apron which is worn it is worn around the back, tied around the front. There's a belt which is, which girdles the coin in the front, and it has shoulder straps which lean over the coin's um, shoulders. At the end of each of those straps is a stone, and on those stones are written the names of the nations or the tribes of Israel, six on each of those stones. Then we have the choshen. The choshen itself is a rectangular piece of cloth which is also sewed from these beautiful, um, different colors: gold, blue. Purple, crimson, and sheish marzal linen, and it is then bent over into a square. In that we have then these rows of gems, three by four, and on them are written the tribes' names, the names of the tribes on Israel. And we hear how it is connected to uh, by uh, by these golden chains to the top, where the stones are at the top, the settings on the ephod and then there is these cr- these these blue. Strings which attach it to the belt of the A4 at the bottom with little gold rings in the a So there's really two parts of the hole that um, all connect. So the Khoshan is in the front, the A4 is really essentially in the back. And that's how it works. Now, we looked at some of the details in a Pasha Sitzaba when we first came across this in the command. This is the application. Um, a few basic questions in our aliyah. Number one is, um, how was the gold used to make the eifod? Because in this aliyah, we have this very strange phrase, which is, u espachey hazahav. That they they so to speak flattened Rashi says it comes to the word aretz alamaim um, flattened the gold to make the uh, to make the thread. So what is going on over here? The Ramban points out that there's no other detail in all of the big Kohuna which is which explains or changes the way it was described in Pesach Tzav except for this detail here. Most of it's very repetitive. The reason is because it is very hard for people to conceive how to put gold into clothes. Rashi explains how would they do that. Literally from the idea of l'orocar, or to flatten this, is that they would take the gold, they would beat it into very, very thin sheets, and then they would slice it into these very thin threads, and then they would use these threads as one of the six different uh, um, threads necessary to make the thicker strands, which would then be used to create these beautiful garments. You can imagine the beautiful colors that it would look like as well you'll notice that as you start our aliyah, this aliyah over here, you'll see a phrase which starts coming up, and it comes up many times throughout the course of the next um, few aliyahs, and that is ka Hashem es Moshe, as Hashem commanded um, Moshe, that everything was done with that command. So why is this necessary, and why is it necessary to be repeated so many times? Um, so there are a number of information we deal with this. The explains that Hashem commanded Moshe Rabbeinu, and the, it needed a great deal of precision. So what's being described over here is that the precision with which he did it is what um, was um, demonstrated was actually played itself out. There was no element of creativity over here. This this idea is by the way very important and relates to the notion that we've discussed a few times, which is the idea of the Kuzari. Rabbi Yehuda Alavi explains that the sin of the golden calf was an expression of too much creativity, where the nation of Israel perhaps um, with legitimate um, ideas and intentions did an illegitimate action to create a golden image and the idea they wanted to do was to create a place to create a a tangible expression of the experience of Sinai to which they would would connect. However, it was illegitimate in the way that they did it. Hashem said this is not the way to do it and therefore it was not correct. So it's interesting that the tikkun, the the fixing, the correction of that, is doing it in a way which is very much um, in subordination, in um, self-limiting, in terms of making the mishkan just as precisely it was commanded with no extra bell, bells whistles or frills attached to it as well that's the first idea that racham says the second idea says is, is that they actually invested in it tremendous kavana tremendous um, ideas intent he goes f- so far as to say that in the the deeper ideas that were made when making the Mishkan. we know that generally speaking there is action and there's thought and feeling and then when it comes to thought and feeling, a lot of that is very central to the service in the mishkan. A person just brings a korban, and it's missing if there's no thought and exp- introspection by the owners. But even more so, let's say a is bringing a korban and has thoughts which are in- incorrect. They think to they think to um, to sacrifice his korban in the wrong. way. Place, time, or uh, um, for wrong intentions, it will invalidate the the korban. That korban will be invalidated because of the incorrect thoughts. At the same time, we know we know that uh, in other areas in um, Judaism, thought has a huge impact. Certainly, at the, when it comes to things of holiness, conception of a child, the the orach Kosh talks about it in Pasha's tazria. We're going to talk about. We're going to get there when we get there. But there's there's a lot to talk about when it comes to this. The orach hamakosh over here explains. They were making the Mishkan. it wasn't simply a beautiful edifice, it was a edifice which had certain metaphysical qualities to it, which were only achievable through the actual thought process. And therefore, what's being said over here is Tzivah Shemes Moshe." is, yes, they did all the, um, beautiful art uh, and architecture which were describing the Pasha, but that was just the externality. There was an oral tradition that accompanied this, and that was ka sher moshe All the, the details, all the ideas that Arochaimah gives an example, like when Rebbe Kivu would learn 300 halachas out of the very, uh, out of the, uh, even the crowns and the letters of the Torah. Well, all that was ca- was also given to Btzalel and oliav and all the artisans that the ideas, the deeper Kabbalistic ideas underpinning the creation of the Mishkan were also kasher sher as Those are two explanations that Orachim suggests. Number one is pres- precision and not creativity. Number two is all the extra ka- uh, ideas and co- intentions. However, the Balat-Turim famously actually says in the next, uh, later on in the parish in Perek Men Pasuk Aleph, the balat says a remarkable thing. He says two possibilities. One is that, remember that Moshe Rabbeinu had said, Na remove me please from the book that you, re- you wrote and that's when Moshe Rabbeinu was trying to save the nation of Israel and Pasha's Kisisa from the outcome of the Cheta Eagle, the, the sin of the golden calf. HaKadosh Baruch Hu did give some degree of... Um, of fruition to that statement, even though it um, even though it wasn't fully um, actually um, f- carried out, but it, it did find expression in Pasha's Tzava in which Moshe Rabbeinu's name is erased, and therefore to emphasize that Moshe Rabbeinu is very much here, part of the process of the Mishkan and part of the future of the nation of Israel, his name is mentioned Kasher Tzivah. As Moshe, he is included multiple times. However, says the Osnaim uh, of uh, that that explains one very fascinating detail. And that is, is that we only have this phrase of Moshe when it comes to the big day kuhuna, the making of the clothing in Pashas Pekure. But we do not have that phrase attached to the making of the kelim in Pashas Vayakel, all the different vessels in the Mishkan, And the reason for that is, is because Moshe Amenu's name was erased from Pasha's Tetzaveh, which refers to the making of the Big Day corner and it was not erased from Pasha's Truma, about the making of the vessels, which is why it is a natural, so to speak, supplement to what was missing in Tetzaveh. very beautiful perspective. And finally, one last idea the Baalaturim says, which really is truly remarkable, um, it, it's a game changer in terms of understanding Davening, is he points out that in fact there were 18 times in our, our, our Pasha where it says, Kashiyetziv Hashem as Moshe, as Hashem commanded Moses. And there's one other phrase which is somewhat similar, but not quite the same one, which is mentioned one time. It is mentioned um, it is mentioned in a little bit of a, t- a different turn of phrase in this in the in the as well. That is corresponding to the 18 brachos and the 19th bracha of the Shemona Esra, meaning Anshay Kodesh looked at these 18 qua 19 times mentioned in our parsha and used them as the format and basis for creating our, the, the Shwana Esra, the 18 or 19 brachos. But more than that, says Aracham HaKadosh, this is actually quoting the Yerushalmi, that if you count the number of words in all of those phrases of, as Hashem commanded Moses, if you count the number of words in all 19 of them, you will see that there are 113 words Words in total, if you count the chasima, the concluding words of every bracha in the Shemone Esrei, which is like, which is Baruch Atah Hashem, Ma'amin Avraham, Baruch Atah Hashem you count all those all those words up, there are 113 words there, which means to say pre- precisely not just the number of occurrences, but also the very content is parallel to um, the, the creation of the Shemona Esrei later on. And then the Balatarium the adds one extra point, and that is if you count the word lave, the amount of times the Torah says the word lave, it appears 113 times in the Torah as well, corresponding to the, the chassibah, the conclusion of all of the 19 barachos in the Shemona Esrei. And I believe that what's being said over here is this balance that we have in our Shemona Esrei. On the one hand, we have this rigidity, these very precise measures like the Mishkan was made, but on the other hand we have this organic nature of emotion, which is what our heart puts into those different words and structures and times. And that's the, the combination of Tila. Anshayi saw this, the creation of the Mishkan in our own hearts, they learned it from the actual creation of the Mishkan very very precisely all these patterns showing that there's much more than meets the eye on a regular day when we dive in have a wonderful and meaningful day